from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. Hello and a very warm welcome to our international English service. In our program today, we bring inspiring music, an interesting nature study. With more music coming in, we shall end our program with a message from God's Word. This is your host Sharad and I am Maureen and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Let's begin our program with a song.
satisfied when I come to you. I'm filled with joy when I come to you. I'm rest assured. I come to you, my Savior. You are the only one who meets my need. You are the only one who cares for me. You are the only one, my friend and dear, my Jesus. I come to you. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the Voice of Hope from Pune, India. And now, here's a nature study. Dear listener, today we're going to talk about earthworms and fruit. Have you ever wondered why God made a particular creature like mosquitoes or snakes? I've often wondered about earthworms. Why did God form such creepy crawlers? Actually, Worms have an indispensable function to fulfill. Amy Stewart, in her book, The Earth Moved, on the remarkable achievements of earthworms, tells us that in an average acre of ground, there are countless earthworms continually breaking up the soil. Their silent and invisible activity is absolutely essential. No worms, no vegetation. What then can we learn from earthworms? Not only in nature but also in our lives, there are invisible forces at work. There is the silent and unseen work of prayer by those who are concerned about our well-being. There is the work of our own spiritual discipline as we pray and meditate on God's word. And there is the vital work of the Holy Spirit breaking up the clogged soil of our souls and producing in us the Christ-like fruit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering. In our lives and in our world, God has ordained unseen influences that bear fruit. Whether it's the lowly earthworm or the crown of God's creation, the human race, there is so much more at work than meets the eye. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. God's unseen work in our hearts produces fruit in our lives. Thank you for the nature study. We are sure our listeners enjoyed it. To learn more on nature, keep listening to Adventist World Radio. We will be studying different objects of nature because there is a simplicity and purity in these lessons direct from nature that makes them of the highest value. The children and youth, all classes of students, need the lessons to be derived from this source. In itself, the beauty of nature leads the soul away from sin and worldly attractions and toward purity, peace, and God. Dear friend, death, struggle, Pain and violence were not part of God's original creation. Let's discover what was the world like when God created it. To know more on God's word, 
You could also write to us. Here's our mailing address. Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number One Seven, Pune Four One One Zero Zero One, Maharashtra, India. You could also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail dot com. You may also follow our programs on our website awr dot org slash English program. Before you hear God's word, here's another song. Time to hear God's word, dear listener. Today we are going to study about justification. 
Justification is the greatest and most important doctrine in the Bible. It is not too much to say that the assurance of spiritual reality and Christian faith depends very largely on an understanding of this word. I believe those who do understand it to some degree will never lack clear spiritual perception. In Deuteronomy chapter 25 verse 1 we read, If there be a controversy between men and they come before the judge that is in the courthouse, he shall justify the righteous and condemn the wicked. God is instructing the Israelites that if a man is proved not guilty in the presence of the judge, then before he is discharged by the court, he should be publicly declared innocent. That is, he should be justified before the people. From this and other passages in the scripture, we learn the original meaning of the word justification. It was an act that put a man right as to his understanding or position under the law. Dear listener, in the New Testament, the Lord Jesus Christ tells of two men, one a publican and other a Pharisee, who went into the temple to pray. The publican showed great humility and prayed, God, be merciful to me. A sinner, we are told that that man went down to his house justified. Who said so? The judge of all the earth said so. The Lord Jesus said that the man went home justified, and he meant that even guilty people can be justified before God. Dear listener, justification then is a free gift to be asked for and taken. It is made possible only by the mercy of God, the righteous judge. In the Greek, the word be merciful to me form one word so that you could almost translate it mercy me or clear me in the eyes of the Lord under the law of God that is of clear me in the courthouse of heaven. In the fifth chapter of his letter to Romans, the Apostle Paul contrasts Adam, the first man, with the Lord Jesus Christ, the second man, who became the new representative of the whole human race. When Adam disobeyed God, says Paul, man's whole position before God was changed. He was no longer the same man because he came under condemnation and the change was inevitable. Now justification reverses this position. In the 8th chapter of uh, Romans, we are told, There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. We are told that being justified by faith, we have peace with God, being made right before Him, being made spiritually and morally fit in His sight. We have this peace. Something of the unique pattern of uh, Christianity comes out in these passages. You will not find it in any other religion, which is one reason why Christianity is assailed on every side. Justification is much more than being forgiven. It's like Master's parable of the prodigal son. The erring son did not merely lose his rags. When he came home, he exchanged them for the best robe in the house. What do you think of that? 
so we exchange our frail and failing position for the position or the robe of his righteousness dear listener when god sees me he sees me in christ and the man who really appreciates this truth is the man who feels increasingly unworthy yet reveals in the luxury of the divine revelation in christ jesus god sees the sinner justified so that justification is not merely a change it is an interchange the lord jesus Christ uh, changes places with the sinful man he took my place and he took my sin and when i received him as savior and lord god saw me then he sees me now as clothed in christ's righteousness justification is not of the man who works for it but for the man who trusts god the only one who can declare the sinner righteous the robe that lord jesus gives is a gift that cannot be earned or merited how does god do this dear listener well according to the scripture god never declares a man or woman righteous because he or she has lived a good life never the good life follows justification and the theological term for living the good life is sanctification but in every other religion in this order is reversed other religions urge men to strive to live a holy life by resolutions by rules by efforts by prayers by penance so that god in his mercy may at length make them ready for the justification that alone can fit a person for heaven the new testament teaches that god first justifies the sinner and then he sanctifies him a man who is set apart sanctified for the good life in the strength that christ gives him when he lives for christ and for others dear listener millions of people are sidetracked to be good and god will take care of you to heaven of all satan's deceptions this is the most commonest and most successful almost every week of my life i hear it on one form or the other i pray to uh, pay my way i try to be the best parent i can be i try i try what more can i do now if that is our religion then we have just about the best of what every other religion has to offer but we do not have what christianity has to offer dear listener to come anywhere near the lord jesus is to feel so unworthy and to have a consciousness of sin that is one never had before what kind of man do you think it would be who at the end of a long life would look up to god in heaven and say lord i haven't done so badly you know i have been good to my wife and i have educated my family i have tried to play the game and i have hope i shall be received in heaven if there is one what kind of man is this we may ask certainly not a humble man compare that uh, with the faith and humility of those who say lord jesus unworthy as i am i now commit myself to thee trusting only in the merits of the lord jesus christ claiming his goodness on my behalf 
Thank God that at the end it is Jesus Christ in heaven who will stand by such a man and it is his robe that will be upon him. For I, for one, do not wish to stand in my own robe. At this moment before God I stand either on my own works of goodness or I stand on faith in Jesus Christ. My first step toward justification was to despair of my being able to earn it or deserve it. Dear listener, do I hear someone saying, well, I don't quite hold that position? Then you are with the other man Jesus told about, the Pharisee who went to the temple and prayed, O oh Lord, I thank you that I am not like other men. Two boys, dear listener, attended the same English school. One took up law as his uh, profession and became a judge in the courts of the land. The other missed his way in life and eventually was arrested and faced trial for an offense committed. When the prisoner was brought into the dock, he recognized the judge as his former schoolmate. He hoped for leniency, but when sentence was Past, a very heavy fine was imposed upon him. Dear listener, let us suppose the prisoner pleads his uh, past um, friendship with the judge, but the law stands and the sentence is not reduced. He has nothing to pay with, so he must go to the prison. After the court is adjourned, the bailiff is ordered to bring the prisoner to the judge's office. There he is informed that someone who was in the court has offered to pay the heavy fine so that the prisoner can walk out of the courthouse a free man. This is a story, and like all human stories, it is inadequate to cover the glorious position that we have in Jesus Christ. For when God justifies a sinner, he not only pardons him, but by the miracle of the new birth, he makes him a child of God, a member of God's own family. Then he sends him out strong in the faith to help others find the masters too. Dear listener, may God bless you to find this master of the universe, a Christ, a savior of you and me. I challenge you, my listener, to have faith in Jesus Christ and you will be seen by God as his child. Let's pray. Our gracious and merciful Father, we are happy to find ourselves in your vineyard. Lord, help us to be strong in you so that we can claim the promises of saving us from the clutches of sin. Thank you for hearing our prayer and providing a way for our eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Here's another song.
Scriptures says, Your world is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Psalms 119 verse 105. Indeed, my dear listener, what a treasure we have in God's Word. The Holy Bible is relevant to today's issues and gives solid guidance for daily living. With this, we have almost come to the end of our program. To learn more on God's Word, we would love to receive your letters on Adventist World Radio Post Box Number 17 Pune 411-001 Maharashtra, India You could also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com We invite you to follow our programs also on our website That's awr.org slash English program This is your host Sharad and I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until we meet again via radio, we wish you goodbye. And God bless you.